Beyond Yacht Rock, Yachter and Yacht, Volume 94. Uh, we're the podcast on the internet that tells you if songs are Yacht Rock or Yacht. <laughs> you wrote them in. We're going to tell you the answer by rating these songs on the Yachtsky scale. 50 and above are Yacht Rock. Songs below 50 are Yacht Rock. My name is JD. Hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. Dave Hunter. And uh, first song is written in by our good friends, Hartford Yacht Goats. Uh, they kind of have a golden ticket to get suggestions on here. Yeah. They also have a 19 and a half hour playlist on Spotify of almost all certified Yacht Rock. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful people. Yeah, they're doing a good job. I don't know if we've doing, ever said that. They're doing a good job. They're, follow, doing, they're fo- keeping the fire. Follow them on Twitter at Goats Yacht DJ. This is Renee and Angela, Hotel California. This is really interesting. Mm hmm. Well, they write, wow, this song is pretty smooth, it has personnel, and it's about it. the West Coast, but where does it rate on the Yachtsky scale? Hashtag Yacht and Art. Yacht. Yeah, um, this is, this is going to be an interesting discussion. There's Jepicaro on drums, amongst other drummers, so I'm not sure if this is him. I think when you hear the guitar solo, I'm pretty sure it's Lee Rittenauer on guitar. That that funky little beat there, that little that sounds like that might be Picaro. Yeah. It's like overly complicated but cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably him. Uh, Paulino's on percussion. The horn dogs are there as usual on horns. Uh, Renee and Angela are Renee Moore, a dude, and Angela Winbush, also a dude. Just kidding. <laughs> Angela Winbush is a Stevie Wonder protege. She sang in a backing group for him called Wonder Love. Learned a lot about songwriting and arranging from old Stevie W. And when she hooked up with this dude, Renee Moore, they formed a duo. And they're most well known for that 1985 hit, I'll Be Good. Pretty good, JD. Good singing. Oh, thanks, guys. They also wrote a bunch of songs. Hey, that was pretty good singing, JD. Too late, Steve. Too late. We just realized what you were singing. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm not there yet. He, he was good. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. see, see, what I, see what I did there. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. laughing, but not what you think. Man. Low-hanging low fruit, Steve. <laughs> I think this, is, this one's written by Don Henley and Felder. What, what year is this? Um, it's like... 80, 1980, about three years after this was a hit. Um, I think it's worth uh, noting that Renee became a major R&B producer, uh, as well as JD mentioned, composed songs for a slew of heavy hitters, including Jay-Z, the Isley Brothers, the Kid Diddler, and David Hasselhoff. He won a Grammy with the Kid Diddler, mm-hmm. I think. And for, he also, uh, for history, yeah, and book he, one. And he wrote that song, uh, Jam. Ain't, ain't ain't too much for me because he really loves jam. <laughs> hey, you want to watch me make jam? Yeah. Little friend? Oh. Man jam? Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. All right, so we've got personnel. We're of the era. We have R&B cred with uh, white songwriters. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a boss. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Start looking at Yacht Rock songs, guys. All right, now, Steve, let me let me address you. 
on this. Please address me. Because you and I, I think, songs. have more <laughs> of a distaste for this band than maybe the rest of the I people. I fucking hate this song so much. And I'm with you. And but you're trying to separate myself from that and yeah. just listen to the sound. Guys, this is Gene Yasky's greatest test. This is the greatest test he sent to us yet. We must separate ourselves from the hatred of this song. That guitar is solid. Yeah. And that drum beat is solid. And the vocals are pretty good. Oh, yeah, I like that part. They... So good. <laughs> it's so yachty. Yeah. They... Oh, this is the part that sounds nothing like the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You, have you know what? That. And that's, that's why I think this sounds yachty, because it doesn't sound like the Eagles. Everything about this song sounds nothing like the Eagles, except for the parts where they have to sing the Eagles part. Yeah, <laughs> it's only the, the chorus. And those are, yeah, those, no, no it's, the, it's still the verses, too, because it... They're trying to they're trying to make the verses jazzy because they're so stiff and awkward. Yeah, but I, I get Otherwise. what you're, I get what you're saying. But in the chorus, they don't really try to make it jazzy, or at least it completely falls away. Like I could have fooled you guys, and we could have listened to this, and I could have put a different song on there. This is Dog Bone by Renee, and and then this would start, and you guys' minds would be blown. Well, when this was originally on the list and I was starting to do some research for this, like months ago when, or however long ago this document was made, I put it on not realizing, like I just assumed it was a different song called Hotel California. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got significantly into it, I was like, oh. And you remember the Gypsy Kings version of this? No. Uh, from, no. from the Big Lebowski? Yes, I remember. When uh, the Jesus, he's licking the uh, ball when we introduces the Jesus. That was... Uh, Hotel California by the Gypsy Kings. I, I just read one of the names of one of the producers on, on here. Uh, so this is produced by you laugh. Bobby Watson and Skip Drinkwater. <laughs> How'd you come up with your kid's name? His well, I was kind of hopping through the forest. His ancestors, uh, a real low stakes job. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thirsty on the playground. They, they, they turn the, the reggae drone into a really fun shuffle in the chorus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such shitty reggae in the original. Like yeah. you, don't, you, you barely even realize it's a reggae beat until you've heard it like the first 300 times. My, my Rhaegar is, is uh, always on point. Your Rhaegar? Yeah, it goes like this. Wouldn't that be great if that was actually a duet between Ray Parker Jr. and Sammy Hagar? <laughs> All right, so do you think, which which of those two do you think that uh, Rhaegar Targaryen was named after in Game of Thrones? I have not seen Game of Thrones. Well, if Sammy Hagar was in the group anyway, it would be called... It'd, it'd be called... called ha Hacker. <laughs> well, Hagar, Hagar has been in multiple groups as the lead singer where he was not allowed to use his name. It would be Hagar. <laughs> Because uh, Van Halen, I nothing know, for him. I know. Montrose, they, no. You look at Hassas, and they had so many, you know, like yeah. we talked about, they had so many good ways they could arrange those letters, but mm -hmm. and Sammy had to be first. Um, okay. It um, been too long for him. He's like, not this time. <laughs> I'm going to give this song. I want to go first. You go first. Okay. I don't want to go first, too, but go ahead. How about you guys both go at the same time? One? 59. I was going to say 58. I was going to say... 60. No, I wasn't. I was going to go higher. I was going to say 60. Now I want to go higher. Um, 
66. It's my, my, my problems with the mainly is the the song structure mostly with the Eagles, the lyrics. Um, they can't get past that, but they also, in order to have at least some attachment to the original, they brought in too shitty of an acoustic guitar. I don't like that acoustic guitar. I dropped it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I do like the jazzing ending on this thing. This is so awesome. The Eagles could have been so good. Yeah. That bass is taking a walk there, too. That's kind of... I don't like the chorus, because the chorus... Because really it sounds like the Eagles. sounds the yeah. most like the Eagles. They did what they could with it. Yeah, it's just—it's just—it's basically impossible to really truly funk up an Eagles song. Well, the thing is, is so in the verses, they—they they take their vocals down real low and allow you really hear the the rhythm section going going nuts during the chorus. But in but in the or in the verses, but in the in the chorus, they get real loud and they put the vocals and the lyrics are in the forefront and the, and the music takes a takes a backseat. So that's why I don't like that. Yeah. But oh, guess what song we're singing? Yeah. Well, hey, Yacht Rock Review, unless Steve sinks it, what did you give his number? I haven't given my number yet. You're going to have to go real low to sink it. Yeah, I don't think I can sink it at this point. Not with that personnel. I, uh... I can't, I can't I can't put it on the boat on my rating though I I uh, it's, it's, oh it's it's so distasteful to me and and you know, this is why I, why I asked you the question because I I feel almost the same way I think like maybe there's like one or two points of hatred that separate you and me from the right. uh, ang- from the Eagles right right but yeah I struggled with it. This is also good. this is going to open the floodgates of Yatsky suggestions of songs we fucking hate for the boat that have been rearranged <laughs> and performed by people who can yacht it. Oh, good, we can finally get that yacht cover of "Fool in the Rain" by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like, hey, yacht rock review, like, if you fucking have to do this stupid goddamn song, do this mm-hmm. goddamn arrangement, you fuckers, dumb, dumb, stupid clowns. <laughs> what do you think about a number, Steve? 40. I can't go higher than 40. Oh, my God. Gene Yasky has not healed your heart yet. Uh, we got a 55.75. That's Yacht Rock. Speaking of the review, this one written in by Keith Dakin at Keith Lives in Connecticut. Oh, another Connecticut person. Wow. What kind of voice are you going to use? I'm guessing just Yacht Rock review playing it will make you mad, but late in the evening by Paul Simon. <laughs> Is when you're raining in the air with some personality, yachty vibe, hashtag yacht and yacht. You could have done like a mid-Atlantic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like one of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing this Yacht Rock review playing will make you mad. Um, okay, anyway, so this includes Yacht York Session. Catherine Hepburn's dad. Yeah, was a yeah. little shaky. Yeah. Well, Catherine Hepburn was the master of the mid-Atlantic um, Shake, accent. Shakiness. Uh, okay, so this includes Yacht York session guys like Steve Gadd, Ralph McDonald, Dave Grusin, and Eric Gale. Gale. Uh, oh, um, this is actually from a movie that I didn't know existed called One Trick Pony, written by and starring Paul Simon as a former folk singer who hasn't had a hit for a while. 
And being that Paul Simon was a superstar at the time, it was kind of a dick move to other struggling, like actual struggling musicians, that he was playing somebody who couldn't get his shit together. Uh, and just like, ah, fuck no, he just, this is not what I'm going through. Oh, he just, anyway. Well, I have a theory about why he wrote and starred in this movie. Yeah. And it's because Art Garfunkel was just about to start filming his third Mike Nichols movie. The first one of which Paul Simon's part was cut out of, oh. and they had a big beef, and he hated the fact that uh, super tall, handsome Art was um, was going off to make another movie with Mike Nichols, so I think he kind of, it's like, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> I'll make a movie nobody remembers. Mm. You know, he's like, I was in, going to make carnal knowledge, and he's like, oh man, that sounds so awesome. <laughs> and then he finally saw it in 1993, and he was like, this is Huh. There's hardly any knowledge, and there's even less carnal in this movie. Yeah. This movie promised two things. <laughs> it's like when I was a kid, and I and I heard of Bob and Ted and Alice and what's his name, and uh, <laughs> oh Carol, this is, and I I knew it was about four people having sex, and I then I I watched the movie later in life. I really wanted to see it so bad when I was younger, and I saw it later in life. And it's just like a dumb adult talking movie. Then at the end, they're in bed together shrugging. Mm. <laughs> and that's as sexy as it gets. Um, he had no, um, my point is, he had no reason to be jealous. No. Turned out they were all Mike Nichols movies. Mm-hmm. Fun fact here, Steve Gadd, Eric Gale, Tony Levin, and Richard T, guys who play on this album, uh, they all played, they all acted in this movie as his band. Hmm. Oh. That's kind of a fun fact. Yeah. So if you ever want to see a Steve Gadd acting performance, yeah. go see One Trick Pony. Got another fun fact about Steve Gadd. You know who he plays background for now? Plays drums for now? Who? Art Garfunkel's son. <laughs> a little fart Garfunkel. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, he's... This is like, this irks me because like the Out Rock Review play, they go obscure and play this song. I mean, I kind of have heard this song before, but it's not the yeah. most. If you're going to like go obscure, play Cool Fool by Bruce Roberts. Like, See, I, this song doesn't quite place take a, the... Place of Maxis the, nobody's heard of. Become the teacher. Become a disciple, a true it, disciple of Gene Yasky and Yacht Rock. And to play something with as much percussion as this and not have Paulino DaCosta as the main percussionist is just a slap in the face of all percussion players. Yeah. Particularly the one percussion player. Ralph McDonald. He's not he's nothing to sneeze at. Oh that's true. That's true. Alright, I take that I back. also don't think this song takes the chops that the other songs you man- mentioned. And, and a lot of these singer-songwriter type things don't because they're always focused just more a, on the lyrics yeah, and the, the just, musical complexity. Just a poet in a one-man band. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got personnel. but hate not, that, I hate that model of... Right. Yeah. It's so deep, man. <laughs> not much other than personnel on this song. Um it, it sounds like the the very beginnings of Paul Simon ripping off world music mm-hmm. yeah. had come to fruition with Graceland yeah. four years after this. It's African- this is more like ripping it off from Carnival or some Caribbean festival. Yeah, Rio Cadabra. <laughs> now there's your Game of Thrones name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this new wizard? Oh, that's Rio Cadabra. <laughs> He's a badass. He's from he's from the islands. Yeah, dude's a hard ass. Uh, thirty. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Thirty. Yeah, I would give it personnel minimum. 
Yeah. I'll give it a... 31. Actually, 33 is personnel minimum, but I'm deducting yeah, three but points these are, for it but being this, not... But this is... This is... Yeah. Yeah, York. York guys. Yeah, but still. Good personnel. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love these guys. You know, I changed my number to 28. Jesus Christ, JD. I think you're good at 30. I mean, 33 minus a couple. Now, you know what? Now that you mentioned this Yacht York personnel, guys, I'm cutting I'm cutting a couple more points off. It's, but it's not like core Yacht York guys. These are G New York jazz guys, jazz funk guys. Um, these, these guys are, these guys were in Stuff. And I've spoken about Stuff a few times. Stuff is awesome. But I wish they have no yacht rock in them, and it's pretty much these guys. Steve Gadd is played with Steely Dan. That makes him, I know, as Jay Graydon says in the documentary, a motherfucker. He yeah. is a motherfucker. He can play the drums like a motherfucker, but uh, but he's also a jazz funk guy and stuff. All right, Steve. Twenty-two. Just listen to that groove right there. Like fuck me, this is not. Not yet, Rock. I can see the thongs on the beach. And the pretty girls, too. Where's where's the shitty steel drums in the arrangement to make sure everybody knows we just sailed through the Gulf of Mexico? That guy would have enjoyed it. Hunter, for you at home, Hunter is pointing to a picture of Peter Allen in a leather vest uh, with two maracas. Um, I don't think that's leather. That's not leather. It's some sort of shiny material. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some sort of Stilts. shiny pleather. Still great. Um, he would, but he would have been in a in a parade marching to this. Um, Twenty-seven point seven five. It is neat. All right. This next one's written in by MVP at the three hundred five MVP. And uh, he writes, "Hey fellas, I was <laughs> not his stick. What? <laughs> I, listen, he's a professional wrestler. He's a very famous WWE wrestler. I, I, I only have one wrestler voice. I have two. Do you want me to do him as Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage? Hmm. Ra Randy Savage. Okay. Hey fellas, I was grooving to the Dan, and night by night popped up. It's on the Pretzel Logic album and features a very young Jeff Piccaro. Does it make the boat?" Yes, I have finally listened to every episode. Keep them coming. Hashtag Yon or Yon. This guy, I like it when famous people follow us on Twitter. And my favorite thing about it is when they mention us, like or our show, and like put in our little at sign. Yeah, Yacht Rock. 500,000 followers. Five likes. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't, didn't Christopher Cross just give you an attaboy? He did. On Twitter? He did, because that's what we do. We yeah. talk to each other. You uh, you unverified folks on... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, how's, how's Christopher Cross not verified? I don't understand he's that. He's humble. You really you have to be assertive. You, probably because yeah, he's you a gotta, good person. You got to uh, work for it. Right. Um, uh, I think the reason he's only going to get five likes on the Yacht Rock thing is because most of those followers are wrestling fans. <laughs> They listen to Stain. Well, look at this. This is, this is <laughs> yeah, our crossover isn't that big. This is like a wrestling podcast because every episode we wrestle with whether songs are yacht rock or not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so this is from Pretzel Logic. It's from 1974. Four, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, is, it, it is the first album where the Dan ditched their band for studio guys, and and we just talked about a song from this. They brought in Young Jeff Picaro, Young David Page. Uh, pros for me for this, it's Steely Dan. It's smooth, and the cons are it sounds like a like a cooler Chicago song. It's very horn driven. Uh, and there's that black exploitation waka 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 sound. It feels like it's of a different era than the Yacht Rock era, and it's got that old-fashioned hissy recording of the early 70s. Wait, what year was this again? 74. Yeah, and it came out early 74, like January or February. This is definitely early. I was, uh... I just mentioned a ship that makes a yacht rock, right? <laughs> yep. You're finally getting it. I'm finally understanding it. This is definitely um, still sort of coming off pla- like a classic rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely feels like Chicago, but like cool. Yes. It definitely has the horns of Chicago. Um, so it's it's uh, it's that type of weird jazz prog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like it's got that great that guitar. guitar. I mean, yeah. it's a great proto yacht song, but I don't think it's actual yacht rock. It's not as far away as their other songs from this era. What well, other jazz prog was going on at this time, Steve? I feel like you oh, might be able to answer this question. We just put another song from this album on the boat, actually, and it was Pretzel Logic itself. Let me find out. Zappa was still kind of doing jazz okay. prog at this yes. point, although he was he was transitioning more into like the the body function songs. <laughs> <laughs> fool yourself, girl. Yeah, I could definitely see. I think that was '79. Uh, uh, still, <laughs> more of the era. <laughs> Who's this? Who's Zappa's sweet ass drummer? Um, I know who his sweet ass guitar player was for a bit. That was Steve Vai. Was it the back, the black? Are you thinking of Vinnie Colaiuta? No. I don't think that sentence ever been said before. (laughs) I'll go forty-three on this. While while we're kind of thinking thinking about this, and Dave gave a number, I want to say. Big fan of MVP. Yeah. Montel Vontavious Porter. For people who don't know, his character was, well, he, he was definitely, I wasn't a wrestling fan in his era, but I watched, I got the, I got the WWE Network for, uh, for a time and watched a lot of s- stuff from that era to kind of like catch up. And he definitely stood out because he was a cocky, he had a cocky attitude, which is the best type of professional wrestler, if you ask, if you ask me. Yeah, you don't like those timid ones. He was a, <laughs> he was a bad guy, a, a cocky bad Heel. athlete. He was basically Rod Tidwell from from Jerry Maguire, mm. and he and he could pull it off. He had good charisma. Should have been a world champion, but it was one of those it was one of those eras after WCW that you didn't have guys who. who couldn't quite break through in the WWF couldn't go to another another place to kind of break through so unfortunately he was just kind of a, a really great heel for a really good time and uh, should have been a champion just hmm. want to say that should have been a wow. champion 
Um, so we just rated it. Uh, any major dude will tell you off this album. It got a 74, but it's a lot smoother of a song. It's a lot more gentle. It's not as horny as this one. Dude, it can be gentle and horny at the same time, though. <laughs> I know, but this is just so aggressively horny. I'm going to give it's it... very prog... This, this, I just keep hearing very proggy yeah. rock. I'm going to give it a 49. What are you thinking, Steve? Um, I'm thinking. I'll put. I'll put I, I wanna. I, I. I'm more. I think I'm more amenable to having Prague in my yacht. Uh, this I'll type put it, though. This like doesn't sound yeah, it's like. Not yacht like rock it's music. not like Ambrosia type right, Prague. Exactly. Or Toto. Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's hard to place that groove, I think, because, like, there are elements of this that are like, yeah, this is really sophisticated. This is kind of, it kind of belongs, at least in the ballpark, but then the groove is not quite the same as a yacht groove that, uh, or not the, not the kind that I'm used to. Yeah. You know, the, the wrestling is going on in Steve's head right now, just yeah. not nearly as exciting as Monday <laughs> Night Raw. It's a fucking cage match. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll give a number. I'm going to give this a 45. It's it, the, it's the, for me, it's the guitar. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Very tough. Very chest hair. Chest hair is tough. You know what? I'll go 51. Good for you. We got a 47. That is Miat Yacht Rock. But a new world champion, I'd have to say, for Yacht Rock. An MVP. Here's a fun one. It's presented oh, by John this. Wilt at PhillyJohn74. Philly! <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. Party. Hey, Steve sounds like he has a Philly accent. Go be my guest, Steve. Not, not really. Okay, then I'll do your Philly accent. I don't accent. know how to say Philly! Okay. The Dave the Taxi's on board! The Dave the Greatest American Hero is on board! But find a your TV theme than this, even though it's not a standalone song? Personnel? Ray Parker Jr. Eagles! <coughs> Uh, of course, <laughs> my big pet peeve about theme songs, I can't I can't yeah. find any credits, but uh, this does have Mr. Ghostbuster on here, the guy who created the greatest Yacht Christmas song of all time. And it, perhaps the only Yacht Christmas song of all time. Um, this, to me, sounds like... I was talking about this before we recorded. I went back and looked at his song... Um, can't change that, mm-hmm. which was from '78, which we put on the boat. I don't remember what we gave it. Somewhere in the it's a great low, song, low to mid '70s. It is, but this to me sounds like a yachtier version of that song. It's definitely like a, it was like '84. Definitely like a like a mm-hmm. late, late era yacht rock with synthesizers instead of uh, e piano. Yeah. Was it about a fool? <laughs> it's yeah. about a, a kid who thinks he's got to be perfect. Thing about uh, can't change that is it has very direct uh, 
musical cues in it. It's uh, it, what was? Did you hear that? Woo! <laughs> that, that's more of a novelty. It's kind of a direct musical cue if I've ever heard one. <laughs> a slide whistle, go! <laughs> I think it's one of those round whistles that you blow through, mm-hmm. as opposed I, to the whistles you don't blow through. I guess. I guess what I what I mean by distinct, it's almost like it's it's uh, it's harmony and rhythm sort of come together in a very. The same way a doobie bounce kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. Can't change that is on the, is on the beat and and hits it like a like That's kind of kind of like staccato and it's uh, like the piano and a doobie bounce mm-hmm. kind of hits. That that was what that song did for me. This is definitely smoother, but it doesn't have that. I don't know what you would want to call that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it you're, a, you're like the difference. Is it the, sa- is it the same note over and over again? Now, I think, we know so no little, but we shouldn't even try. We I think what try. I think what he's what he, you're saying is like he's singing kind of across the music instead of with the music. Like I don't the, think that's what Hunter's saying at all. No. <laughs> Why don't we let Hunter answer? Yeah, hopefully you can't change that. Oh, it's so similar. <laughs> that bump, 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 and that's when you do the can't change that. That's what I was talking about. Boom, boom, boom. He can't change that. He sings with the yeah, yeah, with on the on the music instead of across it. Like a good example is Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Oh wait, like, no. Like and there's as he lost his mind. An iron iron lung sitting on a park bench. Yeah, as opposed to what. Those are ridiculous examples, but yeah. But that you know what I mean. Yeah. Have we yachtskied You Can't Change That before? We did. I think we gave it somewhere in the 70s. Okay. Which is, it seems right. And this, I mean, this is, it feels like a 75 to me. No. I think I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 78 on this. You can go higher than that if you want. That's, a 78 feels right You feel right real strong about this, Dave. Don't let my 75 peer pressure you. It didn't. I had 78 in my head before you said it. Hey, you know what? But now you're getting in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'll go 80. Good for you. Philly John 74, he put a 74 in my head. 74. <laughs> Philly! It's like a great number 74 from the Eagles from 74. The fuck you say about the Philly fanatic? Linebacker. That linebacker from the Eagles. The Eagles? In 74. Number 74 and 74 went through. He had 74 tackles. Fires. <laughs> Pryor's place. His name was Sventy Four. Best eagle ever. Swedish guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop this a little bit more than you guys because I'm so st- stupid. <laughs> to Pryor's place. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give it a seven seventy-one. Oh, what a drop. <laughs> All right. Do you want to know what we did with Can't Change That? Yeah. I gave it a 78, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but overall it was a 78.5. So Perfect. you almost got it right. No. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> um, I, and look. Uh, episode 20, Yacht and Yacht 20. Yeah, was, the, the dial is still. I think I would being, give that more. Yeah, still being calibrated. 
I don't know. I, th I think I stand by that number. I think your number I think was you good. Yours think, was 84. I think you can't change that. It's kind of an R&B, too much of an R&B song. I think it's too straightforward of a groove, and uh, I don't think. But the, I think the average is the right number. I think it's a good 78. Anyway. Uh, so, but this is a 75. That's yacht rock. All right, thanks to at Hookslide23 for keeping an eye on SiriusXM for us. I think he has a document that somehow automatically, like, or he's taking notes. and. But anyway, it's keeping track of what's going on in SiriusXM. These are the songs that uh, they're playing that clearly aren't Yacht Rock, and I want to give them uh, really low numbers to drive their average down. Or high numbers if we're getting it wrong. For example, perhaps... I'm wrong about Amy Pure Prairie League from their 19 set from Pure Prairie League's 1973 album Busting Out. Guys, you're not wrong. Am this I is, crazy for thinking this is Nyat Rock? This is pure horse shit. This is a fucking hoedown, Sirius XM, you sacks of shit. <laughs> I mean, this, they, it's, there's a fucking loot in there. That can be a loot. Not a, not a loot. Yeah. The little, uh, what's that little Mandolin. Guy? Mandolin. There's I a think mandolin. Pure Pr Prairie League has some contenders. Way later. Yeah, no. yeah not, way later. Not now. 73. This is worse than... What? You gave it a 73? <laughs> okay. This this is worse than uh, Loggins. Oh, yeah. Shit. This is oh, as bad yeah. as America. I mean, Loggins had a sophistication. He was a very good songwriter. He did a lot of interesting things when he was a folk rocker. This isn't even rock. This is this is another one of those like soft country rock bands like Firefall and Poco. Mm -hmm. Like this song belongs on a soft rock station, but not on a yacht rock station. Yeah, this is soft as fuck. I'm giving this an 18. What does it have to be for us to be angry? That's under 10, right? Under 10. Yeah. Oof. I might be there. Nine. Yeah, I want to. It's before the era. It's acoustic guitar driven. It's a love song. Nobody. Uh, it's super simplistic. Super simplistic uh, arrangement. I love this song, but I'm gonna give it a f five. Ooh. Not even close. Their no. harmonies, I think. Uh, backgrounds. Don't hate them. Mm, okay. Steve, what do you think? I like the song, but it's not Yacht Rock. Um, 11. I'll give it an ex I was going to give it 10, but then I added an extra one for liking the song. <laughs> so there you go. I'm being fair. 10.75. Nope. We call this segment Seriously Nyati, by the way. It's a funny name that I came up with. To I don't get it. Uh, you see, it's Sirius XM, so it's, seriously. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's a it's a spelling uh, joke. Oh, it's, it's like when millennials say dead ass. Yeah. Okay. 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 I get it. All right. This is Chicago Baby What a Big Surprise from 1977 from Chicago 11. There's no personnel on here other than Peter Cetera, who uh, we make fun of in Yacht Rock for being a sentimental fool. I didn't realize this song was this early in their career. Yeah, well, 77. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it feels like a song this, from yeah. the... This is a year before If You Leave Me Now. I feel like this was in a commercial in the 90s, like for Taco Bell, that had, like, secret mayonnaise <laughs> underneath the meat or something like that. <laughs> Taco Bell secret mayonnaise tacos. Maybe what a big surprise. <laughs> I just bit into some mayonnaise. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Secret Man is Taco. Tacos. 
in the 70s? That would have been a big hit. Man. Uh, boy, there's... For, for a power ballad, it's, it's too early for them to have too much heavy guitar in it. And they, you, hear, you hear that orchestral arrangement behind it. This is a Beatles. It's, it's, yeah. it's what? Beatles. Beatles rip off right yeah. here. Yeah. It's Beatles, Badfinger, uh, uh, Yellow, all the, all the Apple. This is so not a uh, rock song. I'm angry about this one, too. Yeah. I'm... I'm less angry because there's a bit of a jazzy sophistication. Right, because it's still they're still prog coming out of their jazz rock era, yeah. some prog stuff. Um, this is one of those things where I think people confuse. As long as the song is slow and from the '70s, they just say. Yeah. Maybe Amy was like that too. They yeah. just say it's yacht rock. Yeah, I, I wrote in there like I can see how somebody with an untrained ear could make this mistake. But it's still a really big mistake. Oh, I got that reminds me. Would you say, baby, what a big mistake? Is that what you would say? Would you say that, Dave? Dave, don't say it. I don't really Dave, call don't I don't call people baby that much. It's not it's not a big Dave, surprise. Don't say it, <laughs> I got a, I got a story that I just thought of. Speaking of Wait, like <laughs> misunderstood yacht rock and mistakes. Oh. I was, the, more about those I was at the lunch. I was at the lunch buffet at work, wearing my Pablo Cruz shirt, and a guy said, "Is hey, that a homemade Pablo Cruz shirt?" By I made, the way, I, I made on, to ask you. I that. made on Amazon. Okay, it is a homemade. <laughs> That's like the one I used to wear in high school that said, "I heart the village people." Yeah, it's a good shirt. Um, so I was in line wearing this, and the guy's like, "Hey, I love Pablo Cruz. I like that that soft, smooth music from the '70s. I, I call it '70s such and such, uh, you know, music." I don't, I, I don't really like to call it Yacht Rock, and I couldn't help myself. I was like, you know, I coined that phrase. Mm -hmm. And he like, did it, whoa, whoa. yeah, for my web show, I, I, I made that up. And everybody gets it wrong all the time. So the music you like that you think is Yacht Rock probably isn't Yacht Rock at all. But I, I felt really dumb that I, that I did that because he wasn't on the same page as me, and I'm bragging mm. about this thing that sounds like a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was at a bar once where I was accused of lying about that there was a Yacht Rock web series. Mm. <laughs> well, that's, I've, I've been in a conversation in the past month where two people were discussing Yacht Rock. One only knew of the video series and the other person only knew of the of the music genre and they, and they were so fucking confused and i was right in between them and i was like guys i mean can I, let me help you on this a little bit it's like it's like in in uh annie hall when they're having a discussion about a filmmaker and woody allen just pulls the guy out We've been that guy. Mm -hmm. Annie Hall, that's so unusual. I think it was Marshall no. McLuhan, and who's a who is a uh, a poet or no? He was a he was a media. Um, how would you put it? Uh, he, he, I think a he media coined, philosopher. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, he coined the term "the medium is the message." I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, he was a uh, pop culture critic. Critic slash academic slash. Okay, so he might have written like a book you'd have to read in a in a television and movie culture class. He might have been like a linguist also. Yeah. Okay. Um, I give this song a ten. Hold on. Did I go yet? Did anyone go yet? Other than JD? No. Let's get let's get the numbers real quick. Eighteen. I'll be generous. 
12. Here comes the king. Yeah, I don't like the Beatles shit. I don't yeah. like that. That I, you know, I would I would have had some patience for everything else, but the fact that there's the that fucking British shit in there, mm-hmm. like really pompously British shit. Mm-hmm. Come on, Beatles ten years too late. But I mean, you hear that and you're like, dude, what? Did, did, did Chicago take a trip to? Abbey Road Studios? This is Yacht Rock, obviously. No, fuck you. Did Spinal Tap rip this off for cups and cakes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a 7. 11.75. That is Yacht, yacht Rock. All right. Three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, come on, let's have a discussion. Is This is Eagles, Best of My Love, from 1974, their album On the Border. Does that okay? Again, this is all we're listening to. Slow and from the seventies. Yeah, that's it. That's all it has. Yeah, it's a different kind of musical genre. Everyone, it's not yacht rock. It's folk rock. It's it's AM gold. It's whatever you want to call it. This is prairie rock. This is. They're around a campfire here with America. This is a guy on the and Poco and Fireball and Pure Prairie League. Mm -hmm. These these guys are on a cattle drive. Trying to get laid <laughs> with a dog, a campfire, and three dudes, and everybody's, everybody's, uh, and two, <laughs> and two sleeping bags, <laughs> and everybody's trying to slip, figure out who's sleeping with the dog tonight, yep. and they're singing this song along with Pure Prairie League. I believe a conversation around while you're listening to this song with with friends would be, "Hey, Cookie, pass me more of them." <laughs> Baked beans you make so good. Hey, Cookie, I think there's a snake in my bedroll. Would you reach in and grab it? Um, gay jokes aside, it's an unsophisticated song that would be enjoyed by unsophisticated people. Mine was a bestiality joke. I okay. wanted to point out. I, I guess Dave's was too. <laughs> Cookie, there's a snake in my bag. Thank you. Yeah. It's crawling up my butt. Hey, it, wiggling well, around my balls. A two. I'm giving it a two. If this was a yacht rock song, people sit around and go, "Oh, did you hear the? They recorded this on an AR-43." Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, is yes. that an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why the recording quality is so shitty. It's a gun. It's a laser gun from the future. Mm. Uh. I'll give this a zero. <laughs> yeah. I don't give zeros very often. No, none of us do. No, Steve just gets all right, zero all right, all the time. Steve. Okay, I think we're, got, we're got about a to zero, make... A three, and a two. We're about to make Dave the biggest fan of this song, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. I want to change. Nope. Nope. Can't. Sorry. I'm forever going to be known as the biggest Eagles fan in the room. <laughs> Shit. They really got the best of your love, huh, I should have gone first. <laughs> I'm working the titles in on all these amazing jokes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're really on a roll. Jimmy, this guy loves Jimmy Buffett, coined the genre, uh-huh. and the Eagles. Guy loves them. <laughs> 1.5. You know what I did come across? Um... It is in my travels last weekend. Was that Jimmy Buffett Diarrhea? wrote that? Well, yeah. Um, Jimmy Buffett wrote the theme song to the John Candy movie Summer Rental. Huh. 
It's like turn your, not turn your love around, but love will come back on turn you. Turn your vacation around. And it's amazingly, like you could tell he was trying to do 80s shit. Was it the 80s? It was. Oh, I'm excited. Boy, to howdy. Yeah. It was, it was interesting from a... Um, an academic perspective from a marina rock. It's kind of like it's probably like the the Dave equivalent of the end of Old Boy. <laughs> oh, I'm really having fun having sex with this lady. <laughs> what? Wait, I never I had never seen that movie. Spoiler alert. Oh. Okay, and then uh, it turns and, out it was oh, an old, like, turns out it was an old boy. Oh, I like this song. It's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this is Paco, Paco, Crazy Love from 1979 from their album Legend. And I, one thing I will say about this song, I feel like it really uh, foreshadows the super soft metal ballads from the 90s, mm. or late 80s and mm. the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. I can see Warrant playing this song. Um, 11 years ahead of its but time. Warrant would make extreme. it more lyrically interesting. Yeah. More, this is more than words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more than words is a better song. I think... Stop... Stop pushing that argument on me, Eagles fan. <laughs> no one said it was a good song. Oh, oh, well, listen to this. Some e-piano comes in here. Okay, well, this has just moved me out of angry. Well, this is from 1979. Yeah. I was uh, on a podcast discussing music recently. There wasn't this one. Oh, you're and on a good podcast? Yeah. Or, what was it, Eagles Weekly? No, it was Jonah Radio. <laughs> okay. Um, but... The, we're talking about songs from a band that you hear that are completely misleading from all the other songs in their catalog, and Extreme More Than Words came up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I made the point that I would say that's a lot of power ballads. Yeah. From the album Pornography. Hey, they don't yeah. all sound like they this? They also had Wholehearted off that album, though, too, which is, it was more of a rock song, but it was also acoustic. Yeah. They were a versatile band, Extreme. Yeah. I'll give this a 12. Uh, mm-mm. No. <laughs> Eight. You know what? I mean, Dave, it's on the air. There's a little bit of e-piano. You know what? I'm not gonna that little, with this, like, production from the late 70s, that guitar is almost, that acoustic is almost Christopher Cross-like. Not, not Hunter, I want to, um, go, go I want to run little, this by you again. Christopher Cross is not playing an acoustic guitar. He's playing a, it's either a Telecaster or a Stratocaster okay. electric on okay. clean. I brought this up before, but that much like you thinking Jimmy Buffett is Marina Rock, I can't get it through your fucking head. Sorry, I might, I mean, I might still Dave, be angry from Dave the last one. Dave has a point that it's a clean-toned electric. I don't know what he's talking about with Jimmy Buffett not being a re- Marina Rock, because he clearly is kind of the epitome of that genre. You guys can all eat my ass. Well, this guitar right here... Mm-hmm. It's almost sailing like. There's some really nice little e piano flourishes in this song. It's just not like a yacht ride. It's, it's a country song. And so much of it is this. But it shows country rock evolving in sort of a, a slightly different direction. Not enough of a different direction to make it yacht rock, of course, but. No. You know, it's, it's, it's evolved from like where the genre was five years earlier. Yeah, but that's also very indicative of what that like when people could get crossover hits they're like ooh two markets are buying our songs I'll give this a 19 kind of like when um, rock and rollers started playing power ballads so the girls would buy the records too Steven I'll go 20 
Dave, uh, now I'm going to be the one that hates Poco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are no eagles. <laughs> I gave them five higher than the eagles. Uh, so you gave them an eight? I did. So uh, 14.75. That is Neat Yacht Rock. Last one, Steels and Crofts, Diamond Girl, 1973 album, Diamond Girl. Uh, and this album actually has a very young Jeff Picaro and David Page on it. A lot uh, of talk about very young Jeff Picaros. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing a lot. This was like the first shit he did. Um, they, they toured with Sonny and Cher while they were in high school. Did you know that him and him and David Page toured with Sonny? Like, they, they'd... Um, like, like, as they, fans? They'd go to... <laughs> No. Just they, followed them around. They'd go to class all week, and then Friday they'd play hop the on a. Goes on. They'd hop on a plane to Vegas and play Sunny and Cher. Wow. Um. So uh, Seals and Crofts actually had a studio rep for being almost like as perfectionist and crazy as Keely Dan. But I'm not. I'm not exactly sure that Jeff Acaro or David Page are on this song. Um. Because I couldn't find song-specific liner notes. But looking at the liner notes, they contain a very unremarkable message. This album is dedicated to our wives. Yeah. That's that's either an apology or we promise we aren't having fun. Yep, yep. Um... Who'd you write this song for? Seals. <laughs> You can always call me Ruby Girl. And I'm Sapphire Girl! Uh, 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 this album's dedicated to you! Uh. Yeah. So, this is, is this probably some not too bad Proto Yacht? I, yeah. It's, it's pretty damn good Proto Yacht, I yeah. think. Yeah, for, for 1973. So, a little, a little boogie woogie that's gonna evolve into a doobie bounce. Definitely complicated and jazzy. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, blazing a trail here. I, I I just I wanna I wanna say something. Yes, Hunter. Um, Christopher Cross, he did play some acoustic guitar in Sailing because it's listed on the. I'm sure he did. Yeah. But the predominant riff. I believe that's a Telecaster. Probably. I'll ask. I'll ask my friend Christopher Cross. Me and him, we talk on Twitter. Yeah. I thought it was Instagram. No, it was Twitter. Yeah. I Instagrammed the tweet. Yeah. Twice. Two accounts. JD is not underscore famous. If you aren't following that, you're yeah. not following me. Yeah. That one has almost seventy followers, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Building it up. Yeah. Because you can't see pictures of my kids, you freaks. Yeah. It's a slow burn. This uh, stuff. This is pretty jazzy. Yeah. I think it's almost it's moody blues jazzy almost. It it uh, it compartmentalizes the jazz a mm-hmm. little too much, I think. It's it's this is Van Morrison jazzy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Which which we talked about that. Moon Dance has the same feel as this. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it as much when we listened to it, I believe, on our live show. And um, and there was I believe there was somebody who had some some slight connection to it, but that type of jazz. I think that this song, that type of jazz going into the uh, what should be just shitty country soft rock, I think probably helped 
Yacht Rock ultimately. But this uh, is definitely moon dancey. I give this uh yeah, I'll give this uh forty. I'll go I'll go thirty-five on it. What what year is this? Seventy-three? Yeah. It's really yeah. early. Really early to Gonna merge these two things. You're definitely not gonna have the production. The production was never gonna be there for this, and it's still pretty good. So I'm gonna give it. Yeah, I actually talked myself into a, into a, the 40s. I said 42. Is that the total 40? Or no, you're, you're, you're forty? Or you're 42? Um, you yeah, haven't gone yet. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Reese's Pieces. You know, it's like hey, we got a rock over here, we got a jazz over here, you know, we're going to keep them separate. And Steely Dan comes along and goes, uh, yeah, guys? Somebody, yeah, somebody put their chocolate in their peanut butter. Yep. As Reese's Cups, not Reese's Pieces. Well, cho- peanut oh. butter cups. Well, Pieces too. Reese's Pieces are what you leave a trail for for E.T. Yeah, they yeah. also are peanut butter inside of chocolate. Steve with a candy shell. You know, uh, three things. they approached uh, the Mars Corporation to get M&Ms in that, and Mars Corporation said no, thank you. <laughs> the Mars Corporation said, UFOs, we have nothing to do with outer space. <laughs> <laughs> we want nothing to do with that. Please get out of our Mars Corporation. Well, I believe that was the guy's last name, and Mary was his wife's name, and that's what M&M stands for, Mars and Mary. Oh, how Thir- nice. 38. Okay. Would be terrible branding. <laughs> 38.75. Once you go to Reese's, <laughs> they're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Not here in Mars. <laughs> this is an earthly corporation. Patricology, Samuel J. Hill, Matt Bird, Ocean City Defender, Matt Brousseau. These are the men behind the podcast that make what we do so special. They polish our turd. Hashtag Yodern Yacht for the questions. Email us. BeyondYachtRock at gmail.com Go on Reddit r slash YachtRock I think that's how it works Have a good day Happy 4th of July or the day after or whenever this comes out Network.